This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. (laughs) Hello, everyone. I am Kimberly Adams, and welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. I'm Kai Rizdahl. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday. Yes, we are going to talk about some of the news of the day and then end with some kind of story that made us smile. Um, But before we get started with the news fix, special shout out and a thank you to the folks at WABE in Atlanta for letting me steal their studio to record this show today. (laughs) There you go. All right. What's your news fix, Kai? You go first. No, you go Oh, okay. Well, mine is hurricane-related. Obviously, so much destruction that we're seeing coming out of Florida and so sad. Um, But this is climate change, right? And we are, you know, seeing these storms getting worse and worse and seeing these this destruction happening again and again. And one of the really additionally sad parts about it is how folks are going to rebuild and how hard it is for people to rebuild, especially if you don't have insurance. And the insurance is becoming harder and harder to get because there are more and more storms. And there's this piece in MSNBC that points out that all of these insurance companies are pulling out of Florida because they just cannot make any money with all of these storms and constantly having to rebuild. And so here's uh, one of the key lines. Key lines. During the four years of quiet that preceded Ian's landfall, a dozen insurance companies evacuated the Sunshine State. Six insurance companies left from February to last week. This leaves Floridians, more than a million of whom have been forced to obtain insurance from the last resort state plan, paying almost three times the national average for homeowners Mm. insurance. Later on in the piece, it says some people are going to end up paying more for insurance than they are for their mortgage. And unfortunately, this insurance is just going to get more and more expensive. And you can't get a mortgage without homeowners insurance. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be even harder to sell these homes because of all these things. So, you know, when we talk about the coming climate migration, I think that part of it is going to be due to just people being unable to get insurance. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of an amazing story. And, you know, it comes up every time there's a natural disaster, right? Whether it's wildfire or flooding or what have you, the insurance industry says, no, 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 we can't take care of that. And you're like, why am I paying the premiums? Happens every right. time. Every time. Well, and, every time. and then the excess risk ends up going to the state, <laughs> right? Right, 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 right. Which becomes the insurer of last resort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, so there's mine. So those are yours. Sorry. Uh, here's mine. Yes. It's, um, yeah, that was yours, not mine. Um, so <laughs> I've got two. One's kind of a follow-up to something we talked about the other day, but the other one is a new item and props to Corey Turner, the education reporter at NPR for figuring this out. Yeah, it seems today, like literally this morning, that the Biden administration has changed its rules for who is eligible for 
the student loan debt cancellation that the White House uh, rightly made such a, a big deal of uh, a number of weeks ago. Turns out, and I'm just going to read it because it's complicated and I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, at the center of the change are borrowers who took out federal student loans many years ago, both Perkins loans and federal family education loans issued and managed by private banks, but guaranteed by the federal government. It turns out that as of this morning, those loan holders, private loans and family federal family education loans, unless they have been by this morning previously consolidated into a direct student loan, that is to say, not guaranteed by, but directly given by the federal government, those loan mm-hmm. holders are no longer eligible for the debt relief. Could be, Corey Turner says, as many as 4 million people, a senior administration official spoke to him and said, well, it's really going to be closer to 800,000 because a bunch of them have both kinds of loans, the ones that are eligible mm-hmm. and the ones that aren't. Anyway, it's a, it's another, um, uh, uh, so how to put this, this has been, um, a challenging moment for the white house because, um, they've been criticized by a lot of people, Democrats and Republicans alike for this, uh, debt cancellation. And now it appears to have been bungled is too strong a word, but certainly not completely vetted. Let's say that it has not been completely, yeah. completely vetted. And now the administration is having to change its tone and tune midstream, and that's just not great. So uh, we'll have a link to the NPR page on on the um, on our show page. But Corey did it on All Things Considered this afternoon, too. Did a real good explanation. And it's just, it's it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. I mean, can you imagine the gut punch if you think that you're right. eligible? Right. And then just because of some nuance like this, like, just kidding. Just kidding. Right. Man, right. that's got to hurt. Right. Exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, this is the last time I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. I think for the foreseeable future. But we have talked a lot the past like week, ten days about mm-hmm. uh, mortgage rates, home payments, real estate, and all of that stuff, and the monthly payment that people have to make, and that's the affordability catch with homes, right? Can you afford the, the monthly nut, payment? as you call so it? Bl- the monthly nut. That's right. Uh, yes. And so Bloomberg had this yesterday. It's an amazing graph. So for a twenty five hundred dollar a month payment and twenty percent down, right? So far, so good. Mm $2,500 a month Mm -hmm. payment and 20% down. Got it. In early 2021, that is to say 18, 20 months ago, uh, you could buy a $759,000 house. You could afford a house, right? $2,500 a month, 20% Mm -hmm. down. You could buy an almost $800,000 house. Now, with rates where they are, which is to say almost 7% on a 30-year fixed, you can afford a $475,000 house. So you've gone from 759 affordability to 476 affordability. Not quite cut in half, but close. And that just tells you how important that monthly payment calculation is when you're buying a house. Look, I didn't get it mm-hmm. until I actually had to start making monthly mortgage payments. I was like, oh yeah, you know, $1,000 on a house, I can afford that, blah, 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 whatever. I had no mm-hmm. idea what I was talking about. Do the math, figure out the monthly nut, and and it makes a big, big difference. And it's, and just, it's not that's like- what's driving housing right now. Good, sorry. And it's not like home prices have decreased enough yet oh, yeah, no. to balance right. that out. Absolutely and, not. you know, this is going to be such an issue because if you're sitting on, you know, a $750,000 house that you have a 2% or 3% interest on your mortgage, what possible incentive do you have to sell that house in exchange for a $475,000 house for the same payment, which is going to tighten up that housing supply even more? You betcha. 
You betcha. So well, people who have houses and good mortgages are staying put, and people who aren't yet in the market are continuing to be hosed. You know. Well, this is uh, as time for a smile as any right. there ever was. All right, let's hit it. Let's hit it. I, I'm looking at the right. words in your link and struggling to see how that could be smile-worthy. <laughs> well, I it's, see it's, all right, so so I'm continuing my pattern of not necessarily things that are, ha-ha, funny, isn't that cute, or whatever, but things that maybe go, huh, that's interesting, and I'm just adapting, because I can, because it's our podcast, and we can do whatever we want, yes, but you can we find can. me if she wants to. Um, so <laughs> this was on Yahoo Finance. Uh, it's news from Wednesday, yesterday. Uh, 14 years and 13 days, 14 years and 13 days after Lehman Brothers declared bankruptcy, its final cases, its final payments, its final trustee meetings have been held. Took 14 years and 13 days for that brokerage's liquidation to get done, which is number one, wild. Number two, here's kind of the interesting part about it. So Lehman Brothers had 111,000-ish customers uh, when it went under. Those customers received all $106 billion that they were owed, right? Secured creditors, mm-hmm. that is to say the top tier of creditors, also got everything they were owed. People who were unsecured, mm-hmm. which are farther down the tranche, right? They got bigger payouts in theory if Lehman Brothers had remained solvent, uh, but they didn't have any guarantees. They get $0.41 cents on the dollar, which is not great, but it was more than people expected them to get. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, number one, history is cool. Number two, 14 years is an amazing length of time. And number three, the financial crisis is still with us. Every time you turn around in this economy, I'm like, oh God, that's financial crisis stuff. It's kind of wild. Kind of wild. It feels like it was so much more recent than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what that but is, But it right? was, that's it. That's me being old. Thank you. I know. Yes, ma'am. Thank that you, is you being old. Yes, okay. All right. You know well, what? Look, I deserve that. I've, I've all taken, the old I've jokes taken I my make. share. <laughs> Yes. I've taken my I, I, That's exactly I, what I'm saying. I, I earned that. <laughs> I earned that. Okay. All right. I am anyway, going to take ahead. that one as well. All right. So so that's your real make me smile. It's making fun of me. That's, that's, that's right. See, I'm laughing. That's right. <laughs> that's good. You got a ha ha. All right. Well, right. mine that's is right. a true and genuine make me smile because if you loved Fat Bear Week, which is coming up in October... Wow. You are going to love Fat Bear Junior Week, which is this week. And so depending on what time you're listening to this, if you get your vote in before 9 p.m. Alaska time, you can vote. You can vote on the chonkiest of the baby bears in Alaska. You know, every year there is this national park in Alaska that shows photos Mm -hmm. of like all of these bears fattening up for hibernation. And so it's like a what do you call this thing when um. The brackets, that's it. The brackets like you do yes, for, you, you know, the basketball games and sports and things like that. But they do it with chunky bears. And so in this case, now they're doing it with baby chunky bears or at least like cups, nice. not real babies. But nice. they've had a year to get chunky as they can, but they're not as chunky as the adult bears. And it's very cute. Yes. And um, there's so vote for them or just stare at the pictures. Yeah. There's one that's like actually triplets and it's pretty nice. Oh, that's cute. That's good. Isn't it cute? Look at them. They're so funny. That is cute. Okay. That made me happy. All right. You go. Yeah. All right. So, yes. Before we go, 
you know, your support is what allows us to do this show and hopefully make you smile in addition to all the depressing stories that we talk about that hopefully make you smarter nevertheless. And so we really hope that we can get your support for the kind of public service journalism that Marketplace does. And of course, we have new swag. We have a Make Me Smart hoodie. Yes, a hoodie. Yeah, you love a good. There is a. Let's see. I think we have a marketplace or a make me smart hoodie. You can uh, get whichever you like. This weekend is Mm -hmm. half price hoodie weekend. Bet you didn't know that. Starts right now. Say that three times fast. Half price Thursday. I know, right? (laughs) So it's a new marketplace or a make me smart hoodie with your donation of eight dollars a month, ninety six dollars a year instead of sixteen dollars a month. So it's a fifty percent sale, if you will. Soft cozy, of course, uh, perfect for fall. If they have weather where you are, they don't where I am because it's like eighty five degrees today. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Offer does end uh, Sunday at midnight, though, so it's uh, marketplace.org slash givesmart. We'll also have that link in the show notes as we do to make it easy for you to support us, which we do appreciate. Perfect for sweater weather. That's right. Just had to say it. That's right. Just had to say it. Fair enough. (laughs) We don't have sweater. I miss sweater weather. All right. We're back tomorrow. Economics on tap. Join us for an end of the week drink or a beer. Uh, Our YouTube live stream starts at (laughs) 630 Eastern, 330 Pacific. I'm just saying, I got to get the plug in there for beers. Uh, More news, drinks, uh, and of course, uh, half full, half empty with, I think, a little bit of listener poll action as well. Yes. I just love the fact that you put drinks and beer into separate categories. That was what made me chuckle. Well, well, drink drinks to me implies, you know, spirits, right? No, I, that's cocktails. Oh, so what are drinks? Is drinks anyway. just like everything? Yes, drink is any kind of liquid that you ingest. Anyway, keep sending us your thoughts and or questions or explanations of the differences between drinks, cocktails, and beer. And uh, our email is makemesmart at marketplace.org, or you can leave us a message at 508-UB-SMART. Beverages. beverages. Did you see the photo I posted of me with an actual beer? I did. I did. I was very proud. It was a nice dark beer, too. Thank you. I know, nice I know. Make, make Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera. Today's episode was engineered by one Carlos Dorado. And Shelly at WABE. Thanks, Shelly. And Shelly at WABE, of course, yes. <laughs> yes. Bridget Bodner is a senior producer. Donna Tam is the director of On Demand. I actually enjoyed the beer, too, believe it or not. Good, good. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.